Welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. I'm Jan. I'm Dylan. I'm Darius. And welcome to Trek to the Holodeck. Uh, This is the podcast where we do the really hard work that you've always wanted to do, but just never really had the effort to do. We rank the best Star Trek episodes featuring the holodeck. Yeah, that's right. We judge these episodes on dialogue, romance, action, suspense, camp, and stakes. And yes, we came up with those ourselves. (laughs) <laughs> yeah, those are perfect categories, perfect. and it hasn't bitten us in the ass in, at all. <laughs> uh, what, what qualifies as a holodeck episode is uh, any episode featuring a holodeck. So even if it's just one scene, we're going to watch it, and we're going to rate it. <laughs> it's definitive. And this week, we have decided to um, get excited for baseball, because baseball's coming back. We're doing Take Me Out <laughs> to the Hollow Suite, Season 7, Episode 4 of Deep Space Nine. Originally aired October 21st, 1998. So, I don't know. You guys want to maybe take a journey with us and go to the holiday? The holiday! Believe the simulations to be this real. Much of it is real, sir. I disengaged the safety protocols. Not that even a holographic bullet can kill. It's all a holographic simulation. Please enter program. I was thinking of something a little more intimate. Program complete. May enter. Uh, Jan, you want to give us the credits for this one? Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, this was written by Ronald D. Moore, who we should all know by now. He's one of the head writers for Ronnie D. I love. We're gonna have a nickname for every single writer every and director. Single one. Directed by old Chippy Chalmers. Actually, Chip Chalmers, but I went ahead and made a made a new nickname. Oh, Chippy. Chippy Chalmers. Chippy Chalmers. Uh, this was his last episode that he directed for Deep Space Nine. Uh, another episode of note that he directed was Captain's Holiday, which is the one where Picard goes to Risa and gets laid. Uh, (laughs) god uh, here's some like fun trivia about chip chalmers apparently he worked as a magician in los angeles what the really is the magic castle cool is that his actual name chip chalmers or is that like a stage that's because it's like a good magician name it's it's perfect alliteration (laughs) uh and he now teaches at florida state university uh, in the film department there so that's cool well maybe i'm going to florida state now Yeah. yeah we're gonna we're gonna do a trek to the holodeck road trek to florida state university to, to tallahassee florida yeah. <laughs> and interview chip chalmers chip chalmers tell us about the choice to <laughs> <laughs> just show us some magic tricks really music was by david bell who's done uh, quite a few deep space nine episodes and apparently this was his favorite episode of deep space nine nice Ooh. and i'm just That's gonna go ahead and cite in a little bit of trivia right now about this do it david bell composed the united federation of planets anthem for this episode it's never oh, appeared really? anywhere else yeah he composed it for this episode oh. so so he has a little That's bit of, cool. he's got a little bit of a, a like canon but, like he's, oh, huge legacy yeah, yeah right that's incredible I love that. Uh, and I I love to do a little guest star shout out yes. uh, to Gregory Wagrowski who played the Vulcan captain Solok who so and the antagonist of the What episode. else has he done? Like how would we know him? I think he's he's done one other episode of 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 Star Trek. Okay. Uh, but that's it. I'll, I'll, All right. Gregory yeah, this is it. This is his magnum opus. I'm pretty this is, sure. This is his claim to fame being Cisco's arch rival. I got something later on that we can talk about oh, about Solok as a character that really ticks me off. So we'll get to it. <laughs> oh yeah, there's a lot of things about Solok that take me off. Yeah, He's I'm looking at his IMDb guy. credits, and uh, I think the, the this was his his big moment. He plays a character named Ceres in Star Trek Enterprise. Okay, I don't Ceres. Episode. That yeah, sounds so familiar. That's, that's the name of the bad guy in Galaxy Quest. Ceres. Oh. It is. Yeah, he's like the big bad guy in Galaxy Quest. We are gonna watch an Enterprise episode. I am so excited. Pretty soon, <laughs> at some point, maybe, perhaps. There are two Enterprise episodes that feature the holodeck, and one is one is one of the worst episodes of Star Trek of all time. <laughs> it's been a long road. <laughs> we should do uh, our and, own like iteration of that song for uh, when, we whenever we do Enterprise episodes. We can record our own version. The cover? Yeah, oh, I think it'd be rad. Uh, <laughs> we're way off track here, but I'm, I'm into it because it's about Enterprise. Yeah. 
<laughs> Whenever we go off track, it's specifically about Enterprise. Enterprise. Yeah. Gregory Gregory Wagowski, you did a great job playing Solok if you ever listened to this. Great job, Greg. Yeah, you're very wonderfully hateable. Good good work. Good work. Should um, we do a synopsis? Yeah, let's roll through yeah. it. Um, I love it. Dylan, you want to start? I will. Yeah, Dylan, you're you're a big baseball okay, fan, right? Uh, yeah, I'm going to preface this. I'm a huge baseball fan and I've been wanting to watch this episode for so long and I've obviously, as I've said before, been working my way through DS9 since the quarantine started and I finally got to it and boy, did it pay off. Um, so it starts like any other day on Deep Space Nine and uh, Cisco hears that Solok is uh, here to see him and his face, his face, you know, curls with, oh, fuck. And then, you know, like, oh, shit, like he doesn't like this guy. I don't know what nah. what's going on with this. Yeah. And then Solok shows up and is like, hey, there being all assholey and and weird. Yeah. He basically like he basically like it's been a long time. Thanks for letting us dock here in your shitty space station. Your shitty space <laughs> station. Like he, he really like, yeah. yeah, is hitting this thing home. And uh, Cisco's just like, yeah, no worries. Uh, your repair is going to take uh, pretty quick, but then this repair is going to take you at least two weeks. And you see yeah. the look on Solak's face, like That's you fucking humans. That's so inefficient. <laughs> like you can't even fix a broken warp core, you idiots. Yeah, and you can kind of see it on uh, uh, Cisco's face that like he he's happy that it's going to take this long because he does not like Solak. Yeah. And, and Solak is like, I heard you won your, your first Christopher Pike, like purple heart, basically metal valor. Yeah. yeah. Whatever it's called. And he's like, I've won one. I have actually won two. Take that. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's low key dunking on Cisco the whole time. They, they keep talking about like uh, deep space nine being on the, on the back lines. Yeah. yeah. And, it's like, I mean, Deep Space Nine is right next to the wormhole. It's like as front lines as you can get. That's uh, pretty much <laughs> as, but uh, I digress. <laughs> so, so, so then like this whole conversation where Solok is dunking on Cisco ends with Solok being like, also, I'm going to need your deck because I want to continue this holodeck program I've been playing for my crew because they are loving it. And Cisco's <laughs> like, well, we have suites, so you're going to have to talk to Quark because we don't have holodecks asshole and then they we find out asshole. that this that this uh this program is a baseball game program like they've been playing baseball in the holodeck and then so they challenge each other to a game and as we know if anyone has ever not watched ds9 benjamin cisco is a huge baseball fan he huge. likes it almost as much as dylan almost as much almost. as me and it's shocking how un- uncoordinated the guy who plays Benjamin Cisco is Avery in- Brooks. Yeah. <laughs> well, you can be a big baseball fan and still not be a good baseball it's true. player. That's true. I got it. It's impossible. It, what you're saying true. doesn't make any sense. It, I can justify it as in like baseball isn't played anymore. It's like an no. old ass, ancient ass sport. So like, no big deal. Yeah, that that would be like me saying like, oh man, I think like jousting is the coolest thing. Yeah, huge. I can't get on a horse and carry a giant rod. No. And slam into a person. Yeah. He, I think it's kind of cool. And you're a big nerd for thinking it's one of the coolest sports. You're, I'm a huge nerd for thinking that that it's cool, that jousting is cool. Yeah. Like some people will just roll their eyes like, oh, yeah, he's he's one of those people who like likes medieval <laughs> sports. Benjamin Sisko likes baseball so much that he has a baseball on his desk in his, his desk. ready room basically yeah. all the time. And he's so, taken like all of the senior staff to a baseball game in the Hall of Suite as well. Yeah. Solok uh, challenges him to a baseball game to try to, you know, continue this rivalry that we've found that they kind of have. I want to rewind really quick. Yeah. And, and and what makes this this baseball team of Solok's so unique? Oh, it's full. It's all Vulcans. Because just like Solok's ship is Solok's ship is all Vulcans. Imagine being <laughs> on that ship of all Vulcan. I mean, I guess if you're a Vulcan, it's awful. fine. Yeah. Awful. <laughs> Absolutely awful. Uh, I, I do find it interesting that like there are probably enough Vulcans that are impossible to deal with and work with that f- the Federation has just been like, ah, we'll just put them on the Vulcan ship. Yeah. We'll just put them all on the Vulcan. That also yeah, begs give, the question, their own though, ship, damn it. That begs the question, like, does the Federation let that happen with other Federation members? It's like, kind of weird, yeah. Is there, a, is there an all-human ship? No, because that would probably be seen as racist, right? Like, Yeah, I weird. think so. I, 
I did read a very good Reddit post about this. I was uh, about another movie. It was like or another TV episode. But it's like, hey, why aren't why isn't there more diversity on Starfleet ships? Besides the fact that it was a budget concern, you know, it's easier to have humans be characters versus putting makeup on everybody. And somebody pointed out, like, well, you could say that different species have different environmental needs. So it's easier to group species based on what your tolerances are, like oxygen levels or heat, you know, life support and all that. So maybe you could say, yeah, this ship is all Vulcans. It's just easier to run a ship that's all Vulcans because, you know, that's fair. So that I can make that argument, but also all Vulcans. I mean, there are people who are from Arizona. They could they could be on that ship environmentally. There's one human. <laughs> you know there's one like human on that ship that's like, I yeah. fucking can't take this anymore. Like I'm gonna lose my yeah. mind. <laughs> yeah. He works a transporter room to be away from him. Yeah. So he challenges he challenges uh Cisco to a, a baseball game. So it basically ends up being an all Vulcan baseball team versus the Deep Space Nine baseball team. Which yeah. we find out is terrible because no one besides Benjamin Cisco and his son Jake Cisco have ever really played baseball before. Yeah, and he, he I love that he calls his whole senior staff to the the war room and Nog. Well, th- <laughs> I was curious about that because I mean the thing was Nog is, is like, an ensign, but the thing was is like I, I I'm not this far in Deep Space Nine, so but I saw Nog right. in there. I was like, does Nog become senior staff? Like, <laughs> no, he's still an ensign. He's not senior staff. It's like, it's just like senior staff and Nog. Make sure Nog's there too. But, you know, as as Ensign Harry Kim has taught us, ensigns can have a big impact. That's true. I mean, You're right. Kim basically invents large port like parts of the Voyager that end up taking it closer home faster, <laughs> and he he still never got a promotion. So. <laughs> Oh, you can have a big impact as an ensign. You know, there's Incredible. no there's no small parts on a deep space station. No, absolutely so. not. So they they go in the holodeck. He like he talks them into sweet. it. Sweet, so, sorry, the hollow suite um, for their first practice. Uh, and there's also a part where where Rom and his wife. I, what's her name? I can never remember her name. Lita. 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 Yeah, uh, Lita. Rom and Lita uh, want to get in on the action too because they want to spend some mm-hmm. time with with their kid. So he like wiggles his way in there too. So they get in the holodeck and they, they do tryouts and whatnot. And it's like, everybody's on the team. Like the tryouts yeah. are like every, everybody makes it. They do tryouts and we get, we get like this montage of them trying out and stuff. And then Cisco gets really pissed off at Rom because Rom can't hit the ball and he just is not good. Rom is just trying his shit. hardest. He's trying so hard to be good and he's just not good and he can't hit the ball. And, Cisco is like wants to beat this other team so bad mad. that he becomes just like the worst coach. He just like rushes on and basically kicks Nog off the team. Rom, 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 Rom. I keep, I always get yeah. that mixed up too. Oh, it's because there's they're monosyllabic names, yeah. yeah, and they're both Ferengi, yeah, yeah. So he kicks Rom off the team, and then back at the back at at Quarks. The whole team is like, that was super fucked up, and like he shouldn't have done that. I'm mad about it. Yeah. yeah, and then Rom's like, no, just relax. Like, I just want you guys to win. Like, don't don't cause any beef in my name. Like, I'll back off. And everyone's like, all right, Rom. Like, uh, okay. If that's what you want, like, so that's fine. At this point, at this point, I I seriously thought because I've never seen this episode before. I seriously thought that everyone was on Rom's side. So I was like, oh, did Cisco just? pull this like move as a coach to get everybody like to work as a unified oh no he's not that smart he's definitely not not that smart (laughs) cisco was just being real emotional like solok said he was gonna be as per usual so the rest of like the episode not the rest of the episode but it's all them like learning how to play baseball. So there's like sequences where like they're learning what a, a fly ball is and doing multiple things. And then at one point, Cisco asks Odo to be the umpire, which is uh, one of my favorite moments in this whole episode, not in the hollow suite, is when Odo, Nerys walks by the security office and you see Odo's back and he's practicing out calls. He just he looks at his, yeah. his little like iPad is like yeah, and they looks at the iPad again. Yeah. There's that like there's like that cheesy like montage music in the background going on. Yeah, the, the '90s. It. It's like boom 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 
Yeah. It's like really like bouncy and goofy. You're out. You're out. Yeah. Before that happens, Cisco asks him to do it. And then as Cisco's walking out of the room, he goes like, uh, you got a couple weeks, so you better start uh, working on your performance or like your calls. <laughs> yeah. Your moves, I think. Yeah, your yeah. moves. What? Your moves. Your moves. Because yeah. like Odo just like, expects it to be calling rules, not like having like having a like emotion behind it. You yeah. Know? Like, but what, it's so perfect for his character because he's like he's so he loves order, he yeah. loves rules, he's and the best. he it's a shapeshifter, so he like likes performing and like create because like, yeah. everything is a performance for him. So it's just a new shape to take. I think he's arguably like the best part of this episode. In my opinion, everything that he does is so spot on. It's incredible. And so like after the whole montage of everything, we get to a point uh, where the game is like the next day. And um, in this in this montage, we see Cisco pull in uh, his girlfriend onto the team. Uh, What's her name? Cassidy Yates. Yeah. Yeah. And then, yeah. And then we find wife. wife, I think at this point, maybe. Do they get married? Are they wife? Do they get married? They do get married. I'm not sure if if they're married at this point. Okay. Yeah. Cassidy Yates, Cisco at some point. But um, so like they're so they're in like their quarters together. And Cisco basically breaks like she asks Cisco like, "Hey, what's the deal with this? You got to be honest with me." Like this is crazy. Breaks it down and is like, "All right, you can't tell anybody, but basically, me and Solok were in academy together, and we got into this Solok. He just thinks Vulcans are better than humans, and then Cisco loses his cool. Like they're at a bar. He was drunk, and yeah. Solok <laughs> walks in sober and." And Cisco's drunk, and Cisco just is like, "Fuck you! I'm gonna wipe this shit-eating green o- grin off your face. I'm challenging you to a wrestling <laughs> match." And obviously, so Solok stupid. wins because, as sh- as we find out, Vulcans are three times stronger than humans. <laughs> it's like the biggest drunk guy move challenging. That's like a Kirk move right there. And apparently, Solok wrote like from that moment on wrote like every single one of his papers and dissertations with beginning with like yeah this one time i beat this guy at wrestling yeah <laughs> so and, anyways human psychology <laughs> and like all of his papers were by humans were inferior to to vulcans and yeah Start so basically it's, it's it's solak being a terrible vulcan by having like this spite this 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 oh, like emotional yeah, yeah. spite against humans and uh it's Cisco in general. Yeah, he's like insecure about things that are not logical. Or he or is it he's insecure about himself. Totally. I don't know. It's so he's projecting a lot. That's a yeah. lot guy. Yeah. I have I have one bone to pick with this scene. What just a baseball bone to pick? Yeah, because please. for me it's fairly obvious that whoever wrote this is like maybe seen a couple baseball games or like just didn't really do their research enough. Uh Ronald Moore. Okay. I don't know, man. I, it was weird. What's when, the bone uh, to pick? When when he, she's like, "All right, get in your get in your stance," and she says, "You're lifting your foot up in the backswing." For one, it's n- not called a backswing. It's never been called a backswing. And also, you're supposed to lift your foot up when you like load to swing. Like that's like well, a so part here's, of the here's, swing. Here's here's my argument to it. Yes, you don't call it a backswing, obviously. But that the second part is, well, not all people lift their foot to load. But but she was specifically saying the reason your back is getting all tweaked out of position is because you're lifting your foot. So it has some, it has more to do with sports medicine and less to do with the actual swing of the baseball bat. Like for Cisco, he shouldn't be lifting his foot because it's fucking his back. He should be keeping his foot on the ground right. if he wants and to And she swing. probably has... A vested interest in Cisco okay. having a good back. Yeah, being because Cisco's an older guy. That's like, true. Cisco's he's an, an older, older man, middle age. He looks like, like he's in like severe pain when he's when she's like massaging him. Yeah. Just like severe pain. Yeah, yeah. She's like, baby, you're gonna be hurting. You're gonna hurt, and I'm gonna have to deal with it. So, and that brings me to the point of this may be Benjamin Cisco's weirdest, wildest performance to date on all of DS9. His, Even more than Armand Bashir, where he, where he plays that weird that, but that like fits. This is just like weird emotion constantly. Even wilder than like Mirror Universe Cisco, because that's a wild. Oh yeah, that oh, is wild. Yeah. yeah, Mirror Universe Cisco is pretty weird. <laughs> I don't um, know. If I could be so wrong. after this whole conversation, uh, literally jump cut immediately to her telling the whole baseball team why he wants to beat Solak. 
after she promised him she wouldn't tell the whole baseball team why he wanted to be Solak. Because it was it's a hilarious it was, smash cut. It it's was really great, funny. But it was, it was a good move because the whole team's like, yeah, fuck this guy, right? Like, no, this guy can't, this guy's not going to do move. this to our captain. Um, and we see the whole baseball game. The baseball game happens. I, I, I don't want to get too much into it, but the baseball game happens and they're losing 10 to nothing to uh, the <laughs> logisticians. Uh, yeah. Logicians. Logicians. Uh, uh, Cisco gets thrown out of the game because he touches Odo and Odo like oh. cites out the exact like uh, the exact rule where you can't touch the umpire. <laughs> so Cisco's in the crowd because uh, he's been thrown out and he's sitting next to Rom and Rom's being all nervous like he normally is because he's like doesn't want to piss off the captain and he just kind of lets out this like yeah it sounds like it'd be a lot of fun and Cisco grows a heart like he realizes he's been a little bit like too serious about this situation. A little too emotional. And gets O'Brien to put Rom in in this situation where they like have a they have Nog on third and they score a run. And uh so he gets Rom in there and Rom pinch hits for Julian Bashir. Who has a great swing by the way. He does. He has a good swing. <laughs> Genetically engineered, he should be better. Yeah. But they still they sub him out and Rom gets up to bat. And what happens next? He uh he bunts or he he swings and misses bad first and then uh, <laughs> O'Brien and Bashir O'Brien goes to Bashir and is like hey what was that thing that we were talking about later the bunt um and he's like yeah let's give him the sign and for some reason Bashir is the only one who knows the sign for bunt and yeah then they all try to give because oh, he's a genius he, <laughs> and he studied the oh, rules right. yeah, and yeah, how right. the game yeah. works so yeah. they end up giving the sign to rom who doesn't see it or really understand it but his bat happens to be in the zone when the pitch is thrown bunt position bunt position um and he bunts the ball and then they score the run and and lose the game but still they're lose the game excited to, they still lose the game to lose uh the game. did they lose the game though i mean they lost a game but they won, yeah. The battle. This, this whole episode ends. Uh, well, first of all, uh, Solok also gets thrown out because he's kind of pissed off about uh, oh, he, something that happens. He, he lays his hands. Yeah. Uh, he, oh, he he gets pissed off because uh, because they like the game's not over and everybody's rushing the field because they scored a run. Like, and so he like touches Odo and Odo gives him the look like uh, you already know this rule. I'm yeah. throwing you out. <laughs> <laughs> that's a great. And, yeah, that's so good. And it ends the the game ends. The Vulcans win. They're in the bar. They're in Quark's bar, and they're all loving it. They're having a great time. And Solak comes in, and he's just like, "Why are you guys all celebrating? You lost. So you guys irritated. lost. You shouldn't be celebrating. Like, you should be sad. You shouldn't be happy. He's trying to manage their emotions. <laughs> they just start making fun of Solak, just like straight bullying just... him. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, oh, well, in, in their defense, Solak is... An asshole. Let's, let's just go ahead and say yeah. it. He's not just an asshole. He's crazy racist. <laughs> yeah. He's super racist. That's and he true. even says, like, I will not play in this, this game of human taunts. No. And then Ezri's like, oh, did I forget to wear my spots today? Because, uh... Like, I'm not human. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, yeah, and Quark's like, yeah, fuck you very much. I'm obviously a Frankie. <laughs> So he deserves it. Yeah. He spent his life basically saying why Vulcans are better than humans. This guy kind of deserves uh, to get bullied for a couple seconds. Like, <laughs> it's so good. But I, I have got two things I want to say that happen outside of the holodeck before we we move into the holosuite. Um, yeah, there's a great little uh, gum bit with Bashir and O'Brien. Oh, so good. Um, when he's just like chewing, and Bashir's like, "What are you doing?" And he's like, "Oh, it's it's um traditional. They used to chew." this stuff and infuse it with flavor and he's like what kind of flavor you put in it and then o'brien's like scotch and then bashir takes some yeah. of it and they just like kind of goonily just like mm, that's scotch pretty good and then- flavored gum <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> disgusting Ugh, i just can't imagine chewing something that tastes like dirt and then one last thing uh wharf has a lot of really great lines in this episode yes he does one of my favorites mm-hmm. is that in the war room when he's like we got to do this. And Worf just goes, we will destroy them. <laughs> yeah. So confident. He's like, we will destroy them. This is completely like, yeah. I mean, like the next move is we, we destroy them. Yeah. Like all the stuff that happens outside the holodeck is pretty fun. Uh, one of the things that like stuck out to me was when they were going over the rules originally 
And oh yeah, I love that. Part. Um, and they're going over what an infield fly rule is and how complicated the rules start to get. It's so complicated. Yeah, the infield fly rule the, is the first rule they go over, and I'm just uh, as a Braves fan, that's a brutal. So I love it. <laughs> I love that it highlights how really confusing the game of baseball is. Like if yeah, absolutely. If, if totally. like le- teaching it to somebody, I, I it's just fucking wild. Shit, those weird ass rules. You're like, why the fuck is this even a rule? This is so weird. And they, they do a good job of explaining enough baseball at the beginning mm-hmm. for us to be like, okay, can I get how this game works? Yeah, totally. Guys, would you say that this episode is worth watching just for the Hollow Sweet portions? Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, it's a yes for me. It's a it big is. old yeah. yes for me. It's like a classic like baseball movie, I feel. Yeah. In that sense. Yeah, yeah. totally. Well, do you guys want to do a little bit of trivia? Do you want to? Yeah, yeah. Let's get some trivia. There's a lot of good trivia in this one. Yeah, let's do some trivia. So, as we in this episode, Benjamin Cisco and Jake Cisco are wearing baseball hats, mm-hmm. uh, caps at the beginning of the training. Uh, Benjamin's wearing a San Francisco Giants hat. Yep. I believe you're a Giants fan. Big, yeah. big Giants fan. And and Jake is wearing a Braves hat. And as a former Atlanta resident, that's really exciting for me. Very cool. And I think there's a connection there. Sirach Lofton, who plays Jake is the nephew of former MLB star Kenny Lofton. That's wild. I don't know who that is. I know who that he is. He did play for the Braves at some point. Okay, so tell us who that is. Kenny Lofton, he he also played for the Giants. Um, but oh, he cool. was a, like a really, really good uh, center fielder, I think, or an outfielder. Played for um, the Cleveland baseball team and the Giants, a lot of, a lot of teams, and the Braves. Um, but that's wild. When I read that, I was like, that's actually pretty nuts. That's a cool... Cool little little connection. little connection there, yeah. I think we've already been over this, but like we've heard the United Federation of Planets anthem for the first time ever. Yes. And I think maybe last time ever since. Probably. Just they invented it for this episode. Yeah. There is one player, one actor who actually was almost a professional baseball player. This is, who's very, very good at baseball. This is wild to, to me. Rom, the one that they kicked off the team. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> for being so, so bad which actually is that makes a lot like i was watching his swing and it like, looks good you can it looks yeah. good he, but like the power he's putting behind it and like spinning around i'm like no one would be able to do that unless they knew how to do a baseball yeah. swing like yeah. that's like a right. that's some like clowning that you have to like kind of know a little bit about the yeah. baseball swing you have to, to like, do. be in your body right? you have to know how to he did that yourself. one big like spin swing and i yeah. remember watching that being like Oh, he's definitely he's swung a bat before. That's like that's a yeah. lot to do. <laughs> uh, so yeah, that's Max Grodinchik, I believe, is how you pronounce that. Uh, and he he also threw left-handed on purpose because he's right-handed, so that he <laughs> that would look worse sense. than he actually. That's pretty is. genius. Yep. Uh, he did a great yeah, job, great. and that really good mm-hmm. job acting oh, like yeah. he's never played baseball before. Oh, Joey Joey Banks was an actor uh, and stuntman on DS Nine for two seasons, trained and coached the actors for this episode. Son of Ernie Banks, who is a baseball player. Yes, a b- baseball legend. Ernie Banks is a hall of yes. He's a hall of famer, baseball legend. Yeah. Ernie Banks. Mm-hmm. Yep, a hall yeah. of famer. Yeah, we all knew that. <laughs> we all knew that he was an all. We, I've se- hey, like Dylan has seen that. every episode of Voyager twice. I have seen every baseball game <laughs> twice around two times. <laughs> every baseball game ever <laughs> twice. This is a fun one. Kira's uniform either reads Nerese or Kira at different times during the course of the episode. Uh, Lita's uniform simply reads Lita. Her character was never given a full name during the series. <laughs> oh my I God. I love that they just didn't even bother coming up with one. No. Nope. They're like, uh, I don't know, Lita, just put Lita on there. Uh, and uh, apparently in, in a prior episode, the Dax character... <clears throat> real quick, uh, uh, yeah, real quick yeah. spoiler alert. If you are doing a a like I'm gonna watch Deep Space Nine from the beginning to the end, and I don't want any spoilers <laughs> whatsoever because it, it's really gonna ruin the whole experience for me. Maybe don't watch this episode. Just and skip. Then watch it. it once you get to this episode and come back and listen to this because we're gonna be spoiling some things. There's there's one big thing, yeah. especially, uh, and yeah, it's that in a prior episode, Ezra Dax states that she's left-handed, but in this episode she throws and bats right-handed, but. You could argue that there is a canon explanation, which is that she's a symbiote and has had a lot of life experiences, and it gets a little confusing. You can also uh, argue to the fact that like there's a lot of people out there who write or are right-handed, but they throw and bat left-handed, or they just bat left-handed and they throw right-handed. So like sporting things like are very much how you learn to do it, and can be a different part of the brain than like writing and stuff like that. 
Oh, that's a little bit of knowledge that I did not have. So thank you for yeah. sharing that. So the final box score of the game was 10 to 1. And I'm just going to go down to the stats because it's, it's ridiculous. Great. There were four runs in the first inning, one in the second, one in the third, one in the fourth, none in the, none in the fifth. Hey, in the fifth inning, the they, held, they held them to zero. That was a yeah, good, that would, that's a good yeah. inning uh, for, for Jake and uh, totally. <laughs> the rest of the Niners. Uh, two in the sixth, one in the seventh, and then... No runs for two more innings for the logicians, but one in the in the ninth. And I'm gonna say, like, okay, so we look at the runs, great. You look at the hits. Now the Niners had seven hits. Now the log- logicians, I can't say that word, had double the, double the amount of hits. But like, that's pretty good on the the Niners' part. It's seven hits. Yeah, they managed to get seven hits and only four errors on the Niners' parts on the Niners' part. So like. The logicians, they uh, were either hitting home runs a lot or just like hitting it into like the holes. They were doing a good job of hitting, but the Niners were doing a pretty good job of fielding if they only had four errors. Pretty impressive. And that's a, I love that you guys were able to break that down because that I, I look at baseball <laughs> box scores and they are effectively in Vulcan for me. I, I st- it still takes me forever to figure out how to look at this. Like, what is the score? Uh, it's, so it's where the R is. <laughs> it's where the it says R runs. Which it runs. Yeah, 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 okay. yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, but yeah, yeah. I think you're right, Darius. The 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 Vulcan team, the logicians, must just be hitting home run time. after home run. Well, it's yeah. the first thing they do is hit they a home got, run. And if they're three times stronger than humans, oh yeah, like they probably should have had a different fence they had to hit things over. Yeah, there should have been some modifications to the Hollow Street program, you know, to handicap yeah. the different... Like a heavier uh, ball or something? I don't know. Um, well, Jake still has to throw well, it. Yeah, it's kind of but weird. But it's, it's, it? it's a hollow baseball, right? So, like, the minute it could the, minute, the minute he lets go of the ball, it becomes heavier. I don't know. We don't have to get into that. <laughs> no, 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 no. So let's get into the, the Hollow Suite. Take a look in the uh, Starfleet archives. Accessing Starfleet Archives Deep Space Nine The Promenade Simulating You may now enter the holodeck Ah, I'm feeling so much relief now that the Tecumbra is no longer docked at Deep Space Nine Yeah? Why is that? Oh, uh, I thought I had told you I was formerly a crewman of the Tecumbra But I had to ask to be transferred off of that ship Oh, really? Yes. What'd you do? I didn't do anything. It's an all-Vulcan crew, as you know. Uh, But I have traditionally had a little bit of trouble connecting with my fellow Vulcans. Oh. I thought you guys all liked each other. I thought, like, that was the thing. Oh, no. Not all Vulcans are the same, or we don't all know each other. In fact, I would say that... Sorry. No, it's it's quite all right. Vulcan culture, I know, is alien to you, and it's almost alien to me. I I grew up listening to human music and watching human entertainment and enjoying human hollow suites, and that was not something that uh, other Vulcans appreciated about me, and I was simply just not a good fit on the Tecumbra. That's probably why we're such good friends, Lopek. I believe so. Hey, Pert. Hey, Lopek. What's up? Hey, what's up, Tom? Hello, Tom. Uh, That's strange. Uh, we we didn't see you at the tryouts for yeah the Niners. Oh, don't even Where get me you? started. I thought I had a tryout. I was so excited. You guys saw me. Like I left the promenade. I was so so excited. Next day, I woke up, 8 a.m. Go to the tryout. I get there. There's no one there. There was a note. What left on? Well, the the, the tryouts were were at noon. Well, yeah, I yeah. found that one out. There was there was a note left on the machine where you did to paint the lines, saying that I had to paint the lines. You, you think the holodeck could do that, right? <laughs> I, Yo, this is O'Brien. Why, why did the holo suite not paint the lines? Chief O'Brien. Chief O'Brien <laughs> screwed me on this one. That's hilarious. Are you implying that Chief O'Brien did modify the holodeck program so that you had to paint the lines manually? Yeah, yeah he did that. And he made it so I couldn't try out. He told me the tryouts were at eight. Oh, that's classic O'Brien. That's so Yes, this good. does seem in character for, for the chief. You guys got tryouts, well, right? It, yeah, yeah, we tried out didn't make the team but you know at least it's just like your pride i'm out like 15 gold press latinum strips what do you mean i was scalping tickets outside of the hall of suite i was selling tickets for the game 
Um, and everybody came to me and said they wanted a refund when they found out they couldn't get in. That actually reminds me. I thought it was an open one, game. That actually reminds me. I need, I need a refund for that because I couldn't get in either. I just couldn't find you. Anymore. I don't. I. I don't think I'm going to be able to do that. The money's already tied up some somewhere else. Unfortunately. Hurt. Hurt. So. What did you do? What did I do? Have you been gambling again? No. No, I was just selling tickets. I was. It's a Hurt. totally legal thing to do. They, there were seats to be filled, and you know they they needed a crowd. That's like normal. I'm not doing anything illegal. Hurt. Did you put money? I think. Did you put money on the on the Niners to win? Because I know, I know it was a good. You know what? I know it was a good, good odds, but you had to know they were going to lose. If, I don't want to talk about my gambling habits uh, with you guys because. Yeah, all right. If you really want to know, I couldn't refund anyone because I lost all the money on the bet. Okay? Right. Hey, is that what you uh, really want to know? Good news. I did bet the under on the game. I broke down the logic of it, and it seemed per, uh, to be a, a good move since Jake Sisko is an underrated pitcher. You did. So there were fewer runs scored than I anticipated. Yes. In fact, oh. Quark's bar gave me 100 bars of gold plus that. Gold press latinum. Holy shit! So, if you would like to borrow some, um, yes, I need to pay back a lot of people, or I'm gonna be in a lot of trouble. Per, you don't have to pay me back. It's it's okay. I, uh, no, I'm gonna pay you back. Oh. I promise. Thanks. I just enjoy gambling because it's something that humans do culturally. But you're really good at it, Lopak. Yeah, you're really. Thank good. you. You gotta teach <sighs> me your ways. I'm still pissed off at O'Brien. I don't think I'm going to work tomorrow. <laughs> O'Brien screwed me out of a spot on this team. Hilarious. I, if I was on I the got, team, I'm going to go find O'Brien. If I was on the team, we would have won. And you would have won a lot of money, Pert. I guess you're right. I've never seen you play baseball O'Brien before. O'Brien doesn't even know what first base is. I at least know what first base is, okay? First base, that is kissing on the mouth, correct? Oh, God. Oh, <laughs> I, I, I enjoy first base. I also enjoy the second base. I don't. All right. And I well, enjoy I, the I'm third gonna, I'm base. I'm going to the Dabo table. Like this the is home. ridiculous. <laughs> cool. So let's get into the holodeck let's episode. Do... Let's do the holodeck parts of this episode. Uh, I got to get something off my chest like right away. The One of the things that pisses me off the most about Solok is how he bends his hat. Uh, <laughs> what? <laughs> It's so Vulcan because you're like, I don't know. It's just so rigid, right? Like there's no curve to it because in the Vulcan's mind, like why bend your hat with a curve when you could just do, be way more like, I don't know. Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Uh, econ- economical with like a bend here and a bend here. It looks dumb. It's so stupid. <laughs> it looks dumb. I, I don't even remember noticing, which is strange to me that I didn't notice it. So you're saying he over he logically folded his it's, hat. It, so instead of bending the bill curved, right? Mm-hmm. He does like yeah, uh, like a box, like yeah. up oh. corner, straight across corner down. Oh, that sounds Vulcan as shit. That's so weird. That's that's what I had. To, I had I, to get that out. That's why I, mean, I hate. Honestly, I, all <laughs> of the hats in this bothered me. To be perfectly honest, except for Jake's and and Cisco's at the beginning, those would seem like real hats. I also actually kind of didn't mind the uh, Ferengi hats because Me, at least the yeah. bill looked okay. It, obviously, they have a big head, so you got to fit that over their head. But they kept like a normal <laughs> bill. They didn't yeah. give them like an oversized bill, which would have been comical. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I agree. It was oddly fine. If we're going on aesthetics too, uh, uh, I do like how they're. Uniforms, their their name is off kilter. It's not straight across. It does look nice. Kind of looks nice. Yeah. I'm also speaking of the uniforms and their name, the Niners. Um, God damn it! Just as like a baseball person, I get that this is in the future and baseball is an ancient sport now. Um, but it's just the Niners. It's a football team. It's like way too close to the football team like they couldn't have picked literally anything else why do we think they did that my my brain was really confused because benjamin was wearing the san francisco yeah. hat so i kept thinking yeah the niners the san francisco 49ers nope san francisco giants why is it the niners I, 
Oh, because that's Deep Space Nine. Like my brain oh, did too many oh jumps. Oh my god. I just got oh that my god. right now. That makes wait, you guys I thought okay. they literally <laughs> just called them the 49ers. Yeah. Like, Me oh, too. It's a football team, but I guess more people. But just it's understand San Francisco. It. Oh my god. That makes god. so much sense. I the feel Niners. so stupid. Oh, I feel so dumb. <laughs> Starfleet's based in San Francisco, which is, con- it's all very confusing. Ugh. It's the brain is like A to B to A to C. I feel C. like, D- it's doing I feel all like the writers, stuff. the writer thought this was clever where they're like, oh, get it. The Niners, San Francisco. But for me, it was just, confu- I was just confused. I was just yeah. like, this is super confusing. That's cool though. Now it's cool. Niners. That's fun. <laughs> Because you couldn't call them the deepers or just spacers or the deep spacers, the deep, like deep yeah, spacers. The and, yeah, the niners. And you, you're not going to call it like the 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 Terraknors, <laughs> the <laughs> Norans. No. Yeah, like because that's the old Cardassian or name. The for ni- the space they could just been the nines. You know, just the nines. Yeah, nines would be uh, cool. Yeah, whatever. And they could say like we're dressed <laughs> to the nines. Hey. Oh, the other man. thing that kind of uh, uh, like didn't annoy me but it was just like my brain had to do like a wait a second was julian Bashir is genetically engineered he should have been way better at this game than he actually was like he should have been there like their star their their star right but like yeah. he should have been hit yeah. Bashir is like a f- incredible ra- hollow racquetball and it's eye, yeah. hand-eye coordination it's and like thing. he should be he should be hitting dingers every time he's up <laughs> he should have been yeah, he should have been hitting dingers. He's genetically engineered. Like his hand-eye coordination's amazing. His strength is amazing. If you look at darts, he's able to throw bullseyes every single time. This guy should have been way better at baseball. He also had a, a good. It, swing. it just goes to show how hard baseball is. I think so. I think that may have yeah. been the point. But he also had a good swing. Like it looked like he was intentionally missing because his his swing was legitimately good. It looked like he had a good swing. It just looked like the writers didn't want him to be like they wanted it to be the bad news bear situation where like they're all yeah. kind of bad. Right. But he yeah. should have been amazing. Yeah, also, yeah, the bad news bears thing. This this episode is just the bad news bears because what happens in that movie is like they all suck. Um they get a little bit better and then the coach loses his cool and like starts yelling at the kids and like low key pushing them and stuff. And then he finds out like, oh, this is really about the love of the sport and puts in all the shitty kids at the end, i.e. Rom, who's the shitty all kid, the shitty I kids. guess. In, Rom is in, all the <laughs> shitty kids. He's all the <laughs> shitty kids, I guess, in this this situation. But I I feel like we have to talk about how insane Cisco is Ugh. as a coach. He's like a complete asshole. He is. He's a, he's a straight up asshole from the very beginning, like even before he loses his shit, right? He's just like so emotionally compromised. Because he, yeah, exactly. He has been, uh, Solok's in his head. Mm-hmm. Solok is deep in his head. Totally got in his head. Which is a great sports thing. I love that about sports. Truly. How people just develop rivalries for no reason. For no apparent reason at all. Worf particularly is great in this. I mean, the whole episode, but he, Michael Dorn also looks like he's played baseball before. Like he yeah. legit had a good swing. It was good uh, storytelling on their part to have Worf be the one that gets called out on strikes and then starts the argument with Odo. Because oh, Worf so would good. be that person, right? Reverse the call. 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 But like, I also want to say they uh, he called it a strike because it was a strike. The pitch we saw was a strike. I was lowing out. That was outside. No, it was not outside. It was a strike. Mm. Um <laughs> Guys, I think that's one of the beautiful things about baseball that this episode really addressed and mm-hmm. and and demonstrated. They did address it, and they unfor- they addressed it outside the episode, the outside the holodeck. But it was very very cool way that they addressed it was when uh, uh, Cisco asks Odo to be the umpire. Cisco, uh, um, Odo just goes, "Don't you want the computer to do it?" And Cisco goes, "Like no, no, Solok would want not. the computer to do it, but I don't want a computer calling this game." It's a it's a person. There should be mistakes. Be a person, mm-hmm. like <laughs> that's my argument for the electronic strike zone. Always. Yeah. So uh, can, can we just say then that uh, what I like about this is that it's simulating not just baseball but a specific era of baseball, like the late '90s, mid to late '90s baseball. Oh yeah, because apparently the rule that Odo cites about touching an umpire mm-hmm. is the the correct number for the Major League Baseball rule book in 1998. Wow. 
but since then the rules have been reorganized and it's a different rule. So they're running, they're operating off of like a mid nineties yeah. rule book. Yeah. That's cool. Yeah. I never thought about that. And, oh man, Odo says that whole line with so much sass. It's oh. so amazing. Odo He's is just... absolutely perfect as the umpire. <laughs> he gets the mannerisms, the whole thing. Oh. It's, it's he, he cites the rule and he's like, and if you don't know it, go look it up. In the stands. Go look it yeah. up. <laughs> and then the, the, one of my favorite here. details <laughs> is the way he turns around and kind of saunters a little bit with his hips and yeah. puts his hands on his hips and is like, not talking to you anymore. It's perfect. He fucking nailed it. Correct me if I'm wrong, but in a normal baseball game, there are umpires. There's like a field ump. There's yeah. like there, there are umpires yes. near bases. There's usually right? four. But Odo's calling this game there's four on the field, all from behind the <laughs> by <plate>. himself. <laughs> you can't have Odo being home plate umpire and then three computers being the other umpires, right? It yeah. would have been cool though if Odo like assembled his security team and yeah. like created an umpire crew. To like the anonymous Bajorans <laughs> that are always on his yes. team. That would be pretty cool. Just in general, I wish that there had been a consistent, like, stupid deputy Bajoran character yeah. on Deep Space Nine for Odo to have, like, you know, like the dumb sheriff's yeah. deputy from No Country for Old Men, but for Odo. Yes. I wish he had that. I wish he had oh, a guy. That would have been like, so great. Uh, just like a doofy like just... Bajoran who kind of is bad at his yeah. job. Yeah. <laughs> But no, they're just always just like they're just like white guys who he's like, yeah, go do this. I'm like, all right, dudes. cool. Uh, I really love. Yeah. Uh, I keep harping on Worf's lines, but like, I want like a supercut of all of like Worf's best lines <laughs> because he has his Klingonisms. Yeah, his Klingonisms. Um, uh, when when Cisco's like, let's hear some chatter, and everyone's like, yeah, bada bada bada, <laughs> and the last one is Worf, death to the opposition. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Whoever edited this episode, though, also like perfectly timed that. Like, hey, bada bada bada. Hey, bada bada bada. Hey, bada bada bada. Death to the opposition. I'm gonna start saying that. Me and Darius playing this baseball league, and when we start up again, I'm gonna start chatting uh, that out every now and death then. Death to the opposition. The- <laughs> he kind of like does this. Dorn does this incredible thing where he like he kind of locks up his body and like bows his head at the same time when he's like a formality. <laughs> like this is how you start a game. You say death to, death the, opposition. to the opposition. <laughs> Do not and then rush at the, me. <laughs> and then at the end when uh one of them misses the plate and runs into the dugout oh. and 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 Nog is trying to figure out what to do. Everyone's like, tag him, tag him, and Worf's like, find him and kill him. <laughs> <laughs> It's, I love that they like found his like his mannerisms and just jacked him up for yep. comedic sake. Yep. Oh, for sure. <laughs> I mean, at this point, Worf has been on two shows for like twelve years. Yeah. So he's so going clear. back to uh, when he misses home plate and Nod goes to tag him in baseball's rules. If he leaves yes. the baseline, mm-hmm. he is out. Well, not not in this particular situation because. The umpire is not allowed to say whether he touched home plate or not. But you can't... I don't know if we've ever had this situation in actual baseball, but could he go back into the dugout, sit on the bench, and then run back to home plate and slide headfirst into home plate to be safe? I don't think so. I think if you miss it, you miss it. Like, I think the situation would be if if you don't tag him before he gets to the dugout, he's just safe. Yeah. Okay, for me, this was almost as confusing as the name of this baseball team was for you, Dylan. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Okay, so essentially, if if somebody doesn't touch the bag, the umpire can't answer any questions. They can't say whether he was out or safe. Essentially, the team has to recognize it and tag the person, and then they will say whether he's out or safe. It's basically an appeal of the call. Yeah, that makes sense to me. Uh, that makes a lot but of sense to me. The, the other thing the other thing was like, Nog, come on, dude. Just go into the dugout and tag everybody. Stop tagging and then looking back. Like, is this the right person? <laughs> yeah, is this the right person? Right. It's like, no, just go down the line and, and tag everybody. Like, <laughs> and, and it is kind of like a little bit racist in the other direction where Nog can't rec- like tell can't apart rec- the different <laughs> yeah, yeah, I can't figure out which Vulcan it was. Players. And I love the way uh, the one who didn't tag home play gets up and like scoots around him very like <laughs> very like petitely 
when he's like about to tag him. So you're saying that that is not that would not fly in a major think, league baseball I game. I think if you make it to the dugout before somebody tags you, I think you're technically would be safe, even though you didn't. Touch I home think plate. so. I, yeah, I think we. I could be wrong because at that point the play is dead. Like there's yeah, the play is no longer going on. You can't do like you know what actually. I think what would happen, because this happens sometimes, like, say a guy hits a home run, they round the bases and they don't touch second base, and yeah. they get in the dugout, what you would have to do is the pitcher would step off, throw the ball to second base, and they'd tag the base, and the umpires would signal whether he's out or safe if he missed the bag. So I think hypothetically, in this situation, you would step off and then tag the plate, but that's, like, really confusing baseball stuff that they probably just, like... They were like, no, we're not. This is yeah. that's too confusing. There's, there's no way. Yeah, no, nobody's yeah. gonna understand this. I do like how Odo turns around uh, when Nog looks at him. They're like, "What do I do?" And Odo's like, "I can't." Mm. I'm just mm. <laughs> like he very obviously says, "Like he missed the base." Like, yeah, <laughs> uh, he's hilarious. I also felt very weird about um, them taking the crowd away. Because yeah. I feel like it would have made everything a little bit more comfortable for everyone, but I get the the idea. Yeah, and then the crowd coming back for Rom. Yeah, that like, was purely a, like a story beat. And I think, yeah, it was a story beat, and I think it's also dem- demonstrative of Cisco not knowing what's actually best for this game. Because <laughs> he's like he's so intent on winning. He's like, oh, they've never played in front of a crowd before. C- could you take it out, please? Because he's just so bent on yeah. winning that he, he doesn't want this was the, another yeah, This was another moment be, where I briefly was like, oh, is Cisco playing mind games with Solok uh, because his guys aren't going to be used to playing in silence? And then I go, nope, Cisco's not doing that. That's not just something know, Cisco has in his mind. <laughs> just know that Cisco's never one step ahead. Yeah. Ever. <laughs> yeah. If, if you need to like almost commit a genocide of uh, an entire planet of people, Cisco will do that. Garrick that, will be at his episode, side man. and you're going to do it. <laughs> but thinking through coaching, uh, managing a baseball game properly, no, he, he cannot coordinate. He cannot think ahead. Absolutely not. Um, I just want to point out one thing uh, that was stressful for me. When Rom finally gets to first base and they start celebrating and he comes off first base yeah, and yep, nobody yep, yep. on the other team tries to tag him out, they just like, okay, I guess it's over. The show's way of trying to say something about that is Solak coming out to Odo and being like, the game's not over. They can't yeah. do this, you know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But it's like, no, just tag him. Like just tag him. Yeah, then it'll be over real fast. The base, like <laughs> you can end this at any time. Yeah. yeah. And then he and then he touches Odo, and Odo's like, "You're yeah. out of here." Another <laughs> delicious Odo. Yeah. I do want to like talk about two things. Okay. I found that the Vulcan makeup was really weird. It was. Yeah, it was a little funky. Why were they like? I've never seen because usually Vulcans are just you know they look like whatever a human looks like plus pointy ears but in this one they kind of gave everybody like a yellow yeah, yeah. gray yellowed their skin which they've done in the past but i feel like they did it heavily this time i don't know if that was to make it easier to identify them on the but the, 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 it was just super strange to me or is there something going on on that ship the the to, to paul or whatever it's called the to parmac <laughs> maybe they have like the cumbra uh, they have like tanning beds my my last my last bone to pick is that i believe they put in rom to pinch hit for jake no Bashir. Bashir. I'm pretty sure it's for Jake. I thought it was for Bashir. I thought it was for Bashir, too. We'll have to rewatch it. But, sh- but either way, yeah. it's an inferior athlete that they're putting. Like, they chose the worst time. It's the point, Jan. Yeah, it's the point. It goes towards the, like, <laughs> Bad News Bears idea of, like, no, let's make sure. Because Nog had, I mean, uh, uh, Rom has his line to, to Cisco. Yeah. Where he's like, it looks like a lot of fun. And that's the point where Cisco goes like, yeah, you're right. This is about fun. Yeah. This isn't about winning. Like That's literally what happens. In Bad News Bears, Kelly Leak is their best player. And he's coming up to bat to try to win the game. And Buttermaker's like, nah, we're putting the worst kid in. Lupus, Lumpus, get up there. And they're like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like, just relax. <laughs> so like, that's pretty much, yeah, the point. But I'm kind of surprised nobody was like, uh, what are you doing? Um, Rom sucks. I'm surprised there was not just one person who was like, you know, probably that would probably be. I feel like I feel like Worf would have been like, Rom sucks. We need to destroy the enemy. You know? Yeah. O'Brien being a coach also felt like they just needed a coach situation because, like, he did a great job. By the way, he, he did a great job. Coach. But like when they all 
are in the infirmary because they all got hurt during practice. Everyone seems to, like they did. They literally did surgery on Quark's head. <laughs> oh, yeah, and he's okay to play. That. But when it comes to O'Brien, he tore his rotator cuff and they have to let him heal. Like they can't just heal it right away like they did with Quark's head. They they try to explain it. Like Bashir's like, yeah, it's mostly fixed, but there's a thing that space space science can't do. (laughs) So he can't play. (laughs) Sorry, guys. (laughs) Which makes me think like, was that on purpose? Did O'Brien just really not want to play? And so he like, him and Bashir were like, all right, dude, uh, just say this so that I don't have to play. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I'd like to coach. Thank you. Yeah, that is an inter- interesting. Or maybe just baseball injuries are, are, again, just so weird and specific trauma to the human body yeah. that even in the 24th century, we can't, can't fix even it. fix them. That's incredible. I do think that, like, I think Bashir should have given everybody Tommy John surgery so just everybody could throw totally. it That's Yes, that should have been it. it. That should have been the first thing that they did. They're like, all right, guys, we're replacing your fucking elbow ligament. Like, this should have been a. <laughs> get on in major, here. Major, not major league. What is it? A little big league? Little big this league. should have been little yeah. big league. <laughs> the weird little snap sound. The kid, the kid breaks his arm and then comes back with like like a cannon. Just like a hundred miles an hour. He's like a twelve year old. It's incredible. Uh, I don't know what you're talking about, but that sounds very look funny. it up. Yeah. Look up Little Big League. It's a good time. There's also another Let's, one you should watch with a kid before you rate it. That's uh, this kid is the manager of the Minnesota Twins and he manages them to a World Series. <laughs> Anyway, I love that movie. because he inherits it because his, his, his grandpa yeah. was the manager yeah. and his yeah. grandpa dies and goes like, the only thing in my will is my kid is now the manager of the, the Minnesota child. twins. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, let's rank this. <laughs> uh, okay. So let's just go down the line. Romance. There's like nothing. None. Zero. Um, I mean, love of the game. The love yeah. of the game. Ooh. The love of the game. And it's all about heart. Remember, they talk about heart. They talk about heart for the game. Like it's true. There's a bit of Lita a is so proud of her man. Yep. Yep. Lita true. And Cassidy is proud bit. of her man for learning a lesson. Yeah. There's a little yeah. bit of I'm gonna give it a one. I'm gonna I'm going I'm going high this week. I'll I'll do a one point five. Okay. Hell wow. why not? One point five. Okay, I'll give it a I'll give it a one as well. I'll give it wow. a wow. No, you know what? I I'll give it a two. For for the little lead a bit because you know you know Rom got some action that night. Oh, he, he absolutely, got, he got taken care yeah. of. <laughs> Speaking of action, the next category is action. Uh, I you know it's a baseball episode, so we can't hold we cannot hold it to a high standard. No. The backflip. Uh, yeah, there is a backflip. That's about it. I mean, there's some there's some uh, some like almost fighting with Kira and that yep. one. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, the they, the slide into yeah they base. get into the they they get in each There's, other's face. If I'm gonna go, this might not be action. This might be something else. But uh, the first home run has the classic ball off of the tree uh, when it goes over the fence, <laughs> yeah. which means they had to film that enough times to, to get, get it, the ball. Which yeah, I respect. Pitching That's machine, incredible. Man. Yeah, it's the pitching machine or something. Um, I'm gonna hmm. do. The, I'm gonna pull a Darius and do it uh, on a. A sliding scale vacuum. for the net for the episode, yeah. yeah, in the vacuum, and I'm gonna give it a three. I thought it would. I mean, that backflip was yeah, great. The backflip was cool. I was gonna give it a three too because I thought there was some good action in there, even with them just like playing baseball. Not all these, not all these actors play baseball, and I think they all rose to the occasion and were pretty good. I'm, I think I'm gonna yeah. go with the three as well. That's a good call. Good job, Joey Banks. <laughs> great job. Uh, suspense, which is uh, the best category that I that we came up with. <laughs> Um, there's not a lot of suspense here. There's, there's very little suspense. Like, you, you would you'd be kidding yourself if you think they were going to win. You know that they're going to lose. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a couple times where I was like, how are they going to come back from a 10 point lead? Well, they might do it, but there really wasn't a lot of suspense. I was super bummed when it felt like it was making that turn when it was going to go. I was like, oh, they're down by 10 runs. If they win this game, I'm this episode kind of sucks. But they didn't. So that's good. <laughs> There's also this moment. I think I just want to talk about Worf some more. Okay. Yes, because please. They'd spent a lot of time with him on uh, plate on the plate. And at one point, somebody's like, go, let's go. And Worf just very coldly Do not says, rush me. Do not rush me. It was Odo. <laughs> Do not rush me. He, uh, Worf calls time out. Uh, it's a full count. He'd just gotten the, the third Do ball. Do not rush me. And he, he calls time out. And Odo, like, without, before, like, he even has a second, before Worf even has a second, Odo looks at him and is like, come on. And Worf goes, Do not rush me. And then takes <laughs> some more time. Like good. Well, good he's on also him. 
he is the the best guy to display that thing that happens in baseball where people just like take their sweet Absolutely, ass time yeah. doing shit. Yeah. Worf is the guy to do that with. Um, do yeah, not so there's a little suspense there, but uh, I think I'm going to have to give it a point five. <laughs> yeah, for those me too. Point five is. I yeah. Think, yeah. That's I think a little generous. Yeah, me too. Point five. Stakes. I think the stakes are pretty high for Benjamin. Sisko. Uh, yeah, I, this stakes is life or death for Benjamin for, Sisko. <laughs> for a couple characters. And other than that, <laughs> I mean, everybody's like, I kind of just, this is my free time. <laughs> <laughs> the stakes are in, uh, like insanely high for Benjamin Sisko. Low key high for Rom, because Rom's like, I want to spend time with my kid. And then he just mm-hmm. gets absolutely shit on by Sisko because the stakes are too high <laughs> for Benjamin. I'm going to do 2.5. <laughs> Because Benjamin Sisko has a lot of stakes in it, and Solok has a lot of stakes in it, no one else really does. I'm I'm gonna give it a a three five just because Sisko is so fucking like I can feel the frustration in his uh, body. Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna give it a three on behalf of all uh, emotional human uh, emotional emotional beings. beings. Death to the opposition. Worf seems to be Death taking to it serious. <laughs> Worf takes any competition serious though. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So let's just jump to the dialogue then, because I think the Worf dialogue. Alone, I do like how on board oh, Worf he's was. He's so on board. He, any any contest of the he's will, like ready and to, power to throw down. I'm like a, a four or five on this. I think the dialogue, dialogue slaps. Yeah, dialogue's fun. The weird speech, the weird speech from from Cisco at the beginning. Like it's not just a great game. <sighs> it is also a difficult game, and it is a game. <laughs> Of honor. It's like he's also, just being so weird and nerdy about it. This is it. like a side note to before that, like that monologue. But when him and him and uh, Jake are running up, like tossing the ball back and forth and giggling, I was like, I've yeah. literally never seen a single human being on a baseball field do that before. <laughs> and it was one of the weirdest <laughs> moments in the whole thing. That's my ex- my explanation for that. Is that. They, it's the 24th century and they don't actually know, know anything. how baseball yeah. stuff happens. Yeah. So they're like, yeah, like when we play baseball in the hollow suite, it's kind of like this, right? Like I kind of like throw the ball around. and throw the ball back at me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. I, I'm not, I don't think the dialogue is amazing. Like I, I, there, there's a few points with the Ooh. speeches, right? But like the dialogue other than that is just kind of normal stuff. Like, yeah, Odo has some great like, calls but that's not dialogue that's his performance like a lot of the dialogue of this is good because of the performance not because the dialogue itself was written well that's fair so take note ronald d moore yeah step it up next time (laughs) ronald moore showrunner of battlestar galactica and i'm gonna give it uh, i'm gonna give it a two five Two five from Darius. I was Ouch. gonna give it probably a really high score, but Darius just brought it down for me a bit, and it's, I'm gonna give it a three. Jesus, this is the most polarizing yet. Yeah, it's a polarizing. I, the, once again, though, I think we all love this oh, it's episode. Great. Yeah, absolutely. Love it. It's just a delight. Our, our scoring system, which is perfect, it's not flawed and infallible. <laughs> uh, how about camp guys? Big old five. Five. Big, Big huge old five. five. I think camp is just a category that we put in there to like get the grades back. Yeah, because every episode is campy. Every fucking holodeck episode is campy. I'm talking through this right now, but for me, camp comes down to the performance, right? So like the dialogue is the writing (laughs) and the camp is the performance. And so when they're both on, they're great. And when they're both not, like when the dialogue's okay, but the camp's great, like you can feel it. When the camp's not that great, but the dialogue's amazing, you can feel it. Like, I don't know. You can write campy dialogue. You totally can. Don't get me wrong. But a lot of the time, it comes to the performance for me. Yeah, that's fair. So you, what are you giving it, Darius? Oh, five. Ooh, cool. I'm giving it a four. Just to balance it out. <laughs> no, no, no. I'm giving it a four because like, it, it, it played the episode. It played the beats of a baseball movie and all that really, really well. I just didn't think there were moments that were extreme, like super extreme. It just like very, it actually did a pretty respectful, normal, good job of a one of those episodes but yeah I think. you don't think you know yeah, that's the, the balance out my high dialogue score is extreme enough for you yeah <laughs> okay 4.5 yeah that would, 4.5 <laughs> that one really came out of nowhere all right so uh computer what is the overall score calculating 2.69 hey 2.69 what 2.69 that's pretty good 
That's relatively high. It is in our scale. But, uh, hold on. And let me puts guess. It Third? At number five. Oh, five. Damn. Yeah. It's at number five but really? behind author, author, and ahead of Manhunt. I'm mad. <laughs> Guys, there's so many bad episodes. We just haven't done them yet. Are you mad because we gave it bad scores, Dylan? I'm pissed at you, Darius. You tanked this on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) You tanked this because you knew it's definitely not our flawed system. (laughs) I didn't tank it on purpose. You tanked it. Your stupid dialogue rating. Okay. (laughs) And it wasn't just that he his score was low; is that he convinced me to lower my score without even trying. Fucking ridiculous. But we all agree that this is a must. Like it's a must watch. watch, Yeah. Yeah. No, you have to watch it. All right. Well, that great. was rad. Uh, guys, yeah, that was super fun. Thank you for joining us. Yeah. Uh, folks, we're going to throw a real curveball. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> and do an episode from Star Trek Enterprise, season one, episode five. And it's called, appropriately enough, Unexpected. I am so excited. Mm-hmm. I am so excited to get to watch an Enterprise. Ep- I haven't watched Enterprise hey, in so long. It's, you know, our way to this episode has been. A long, long road. It's been a long road. <laughs> Getting yeah. from the beginning yeah. of this. It has been a long to road. To here. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> so, yeah, join us next week uh, for Unexpected, Season 1, Episode 5 of Star Trek Enterprise. Yo, you're going you're gonna to love it. You're going to love it. Uh, make sure you subscribe to Check to the Holodeck on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and many other Alpha Quadrant podcast sites. You can receive Trek to the Holodeck updates on Instagram, Twitter, and other subspace networks. The voice of the Trek to the Holodeck computer is provided by Verona Blue. Intro and outro music by Artist Bodyline, available now on Bandcamp, used with permission from Midwest Collective. And Trek to the Holodeck is a fan podcast, so we're celebrating Star Trek. We have no affiliation with Viacom CBS or any other person who owns anything to do with Star yeah, Trek. So back we off. Just like it. Back off. Back off, rights holders. Back off. Back off. Have a good one. Bye. You've spent virtually every free hour in the hollow suite. And for a while, I almost forgot he was a hologram. That means the holodeck safeties are off. Computer, execute complete shutdown of the holodeck. All hollow simulations have been terminated. 